In the following live session recording, Clint and Heather Whitlock, youth leaders at Mount Gilead Baptist Church in Griffin, Georgia, lead the session titled, Teamwork is Dream Work, Overcoming the Challenges of Bivocational and Volunteer Student Ministry. Let's be honest, there is no such thing as part-time ministry. In this session, the listener will hear about overcoming the challenges we face from week to week as part-timers and discuss ways that will allow us to be more effective in what God has called us to do. Let's join Clint and Heather now. Well, welcome. I'm thankful to be here. Excited to be here this morning to share with you. And most of all, I learned from one another. I think that's probably been our biggest help is is making connections with other people that's doing what you're doing and and, uh, working with them and uh, learning from each other. So that's what we plan to do today. Um, We're going to go over some like some pros and some fundamentals and just ministry basics, really. And then we're going to try to discuss some of those challenges and uh, maybe some helps for that. So, um, you got a couple of cards there. We want you to think about your ministry. We want you to think about um, the challenges that you face because your challenge may not necessarily be my challenge. So we're going to try to get those on the table and try to try to maybe help answer some of them or just look at them and agree with you. Yeah, that's a challenge. So um, there's a couple questions. List maybe one or two of the biggest challenges you face. And then then on the other card list, um, what's something that you would like to do or do better? So maybe we can figure out how we can do that. So yeah, just take a couple minutes. While while y'all are doing that, Heather, she'll, she'll talk about us for a minute just share with you who we are. Thank you for that introduction we got. That was awesome. Um, We've been married for 17 years and we've done youth ministry for about 15. Um, We have two children. We have an almost 14-year-old boy and we have an 8-year-old girl. And so they don't know anything outside of youth ministry life. I mean, they were in the car seat. They were wherever we were, which I think is really helpful since that's all they know. Um, he's a diesel mechanic, um, Monday through Friday, and then I'm a uh, endodontist dental assistant, so we do root canals, and I work four days a week. So um, that's nice because I have my one day to kind of, you know, be a stay-at-home mom or pretend to be a stay-at-home mom for one day. I'm normally running around doing errands and stuff like that. Um, but our passion truly is working with the kids. If we could do that 24/7, that would be really awesome. I know all of you guys probably feel that way too. Um, but he's going to talk about in a little bit some of the pros of the fact that we we aren't with the kids 24-7 and we aren't at the church all the time. So um, we're blessed. Both positions are truly blessings that we get to love on these kids. Um, how long have you guys been doing ministry? We've been 15 years. Anybody 20? 20. Anybody more than 20? 10? 10? years so you probably have lots of stories lots of challenges too at our last class we had a guy that was over 20 years so we said why don't you come on up here and teach this class and we're gonna go sit down but he said no um and he was very um he was very informative for us too so that's just a little bit about us um i would love to know what some of you guys do you know your spouse both of you work or or do you have a spouse that helps you with youth ministry? Are you guys married and y'all do it together? 
Mm -hmm. I love that. Don't you love it? It makes it, it, makes it so much easier. Yes. We do conclave. Do any of you guys do conclave? Yes, you do conclave. We've talked about. No, no. Oh, you guys have got to go to conclave. It is fabulous. We go together. Our wedding anniversary is the second of February, so we kind of use it as a like getaway just for us. But we do conclave, and um, it is so fun. It is really fun. We budget for it within our church, and of course, I mean it's our. Um, training so our church is more than happy to pay for it for us and um it is great you by january you need time away to like get revived because you're drained uh, christmas is busy i mean for us it is busy so you really need that time and you meet people they have a pastor's wives class it's so fun it's really fun he goes and does the classes and they have tons of classes i mean any kind of thing you want to do but i do the wives class and there are so many in there that that's all they do they're full-time by vocation feels like you know there's not as many of us but it's still fun so y'all go to conclave i'm doing my sales pitch for conclave y'all go okay everybody got their card i'll take that up yes that's okay only this one right now anyway while we're talking and doing things you can um write some of the things you wish you could do or could do better. Oh, you got it. Okay. So good, and you labeled it for me. Thank you. The last time <laughs> they didn't label it for me, and I was like, no, wait a minute, which is this? Biggest challenge, do better on one. You can, no, biggest challenge on one and do better yeah. on the other. And I can come back. <laughs> We're going to talk about it in a minute, and I'll start writing them down. So let me pray for us when we get started. Father, we just thank you for this time we have with one another, Lord, that is pray that your spirit would fill us today, Lord, that we would sharpen one another, Father, that you would place your will on our lives, Lord, in the ministries that you have us in, Lord, that we would be attentive to what you're doing, and Lord, that we would follow you in that. I just thank you again for this opportunity. That's this in your name. So the first question we have is, why are we in youth ministry? Why is it that we do youth ministry? And that's for y'all to help me answer. We have a cheat sheet. So hopefully it's to answer God's call in your life. That he's called you to do this. Um, we're called to make disciples. Um, we help student, students navigate life. They're trying to figure out stuff, and, and we're just another piece in their life that can help them do that. Uh, to some of them, it's, uh, we're filling the gap. They don't have a parent or, or nobody else, so they come to us. Um, you know your students. You know what they need. Hopefully, we're involved in them and filling that gap. We're influencers. We try to be a, a positive role model in their life. And to be a voice of truth, I think that is a big one in today's world. They're able to get any answer they want, even the wrong ones. So, so we speak truth into the life of our teenagers. It's good for us to, to go back to this question in our ministry. Why are we here and what are we doing? <clears throat> So pros of being bivocational. 
lot of times we focus on uh, how great it'd be if we wasn't, how if we were full time. But we have some, some great benefits of being part time ministry. Uh, number one, we're on the front lines. Um, they see us so that we're, we're living outside of the church, you know, we're not living at the church, as some of them may think, but we're always there. But um, we're out we're out witnessing, we're out living life in a world that they live in. And they see that. Um, I have a pretty cool story with my job. Um, we do like an intern program for seniors. They can come over to our shop and, and uh, they're going into that field and be able to, to learn. They actually get paid to, to go to work and learn. So it's really neat. We had a student that come and, and we take turns or opportunities working with them and they can learn from different people. And one day they were with me and um, we was doing a job and they started to explain to me why they were like they were. And uh, it was very out there this conversation we had. So she opened the door for me to share with her. And she had a past from church that she was burned and didn't want anything to do with it. And her life had not been uh, that well growing up. So she was looking to the universe for who she was. So she was on the right path. So we had a very good conversation that day that, that opened the door for more conversation. So I began to take these prayer requests back to the youth group and we began to pray for this person and, and uh, she came to church and, and uh, about six months later I, I was able to baptize her at the church and she become part of the church family she's off to college now I've uh, seen her a couple weeks ago doing great very confident in what she's doing more than she was when she was there but the kids got to witness all that they got to see what we come in each week and, and try to tell them to go and do, they got to see that in real life. And, you know, and if you can do that, I can do that. So they see that we're out there. Um, they see our sacrifice. And not so much the middle schoolers, you know, they don't see that. But when you start getting juniors and seniors that's kind of make decisions on life, they're realizing, that, you know, they're getting jobs and they're seeing how much time they actually have in their day. And then they see you there, and they know what you do. And so this person loves me. They care about me. Um, they're here on their own. They're not even getting paid, and they're here. So that means something. Um, and that builds a very strong relationship with that student, even after youth ministry. Um, I have several students that's now moved on college, some with kids, and, and uh, you still have a relationship with them. You can have that as full-time too, but I think they see more of your sacrifice for them. Um, we do have greater freedom. We can say no. I don't think so. That's not going to happen. Right? And so we, we do have a little bit of freedom there where we can... I'm able to do this, but I'm not able to do that. So if you want us to do that, I need some help. Um, we make ministry happen. It might not happen at the church here. You are, you're allowing a, a youth ministry to be there. And so that's that's a big deal. You're allowing the church to do more than just have a youth ministry. They're able to focus in other areas. And, and so you being there is great. It's something that might not happen. 
um, and more volunteer help, which I think is really good. Um, because they, well, we hired you to do that, right? I mean, that's honestly that's the way sometimes churches look at that. That's not my job, and so we're we need help, and that allows the church to be what God designed it to be, or to build up one another and to to serve one another. So this allows us to happen in the church. So I think there's all all kinds of good reasons or, or pros for being in bivocational ministry. Y'all agree? Yeah. Probably think of some more, maybe. Uh, but we need to remember that. We don't need to focus on, on the other things. We need to focus on the good stuff. Okay? And then I got some fundamentals for us in, in ministry, period, as a Christian, really. And uh, it's to maintain a healthy walk with God. First and foremost, we got to have a relationship with Him. Uh, we got to spend time with Him. We got to hear from Him. Um, and I know that's tough because we're all time crunch. We're busy, and um, you know a lot of people say you got to get up in the morning, and this is the first thing you do. And and, and part of that's true. That's important. But sometimes that doesn't work out. My day starts at like 5:30, and and I'm out the door, and doesn't leave a lot of time. But I do throughout the day. I mean, I got a, a Bible pretty much different spots in my day I pick it up and read it there. One's in my toolbox and so I'll flip it open to maybe the scripture that I'm looking at that week or God's been speaking to me and I'll just have it there to look at. And that's a witnessing tool there. Others because your co-workers are going to see that. They're going to walk by and like, so um, prayer is um, key our communication with him. Um, John chapter 15, uh, the vine and the branches, be connected to him because without him we are nothing. So, we have a um, scripture from Colossians is so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. So our walk with God is important. It's key to our ministry. <clears throat> God has, pla- has called us to minister to students in a specific place at a specific time. It's, it's important for us to have a, a kind of idea where we're going, a vision. We got something we're working towards, but I don't want to put all our focus in the future in this present, the moment that we're in. Um, we got students there. That possibly you're the volunteer there for this one student. Okay, this is don't miss that. You're a minister of God's word. You're, you're called to make disciples, not. This outside idea you think that we that, that I have to build the chief ministry this way. It's important, but be focused on your students or that student. Um, God's at work there, and, and He's called you to join Him in that moment and that purpose. Um, our, we grew up in the same church, was in youth group together. We got involved in 
as she said, we volunteered and we became the youth leaders there. And through a series of events that we won't discuss today, but God was at work and I wasn't listening to him. He was trying to move me to another place. And so finally we did move and we felt that um, we were making a mistake. We were letting them down where we're leaving something where God had us. And so it's breaking our hearts to do that. But he had another assignment. Okay, so be attentive to what he's doing and where he's calling you to. Very rewarding the church we're at. We walked out of a, a loving church into one and to the same students that we love and and so he's got you a specific place at a specific time. Um Acts 17 says, From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God's Word tells us at the appointed time that he sent forth his Son. So our God is about time and places and purpose, and so you're part of that. Um... Each of our ministries are different and should not be compared to others. And I know for me that has happened to me in the past. I'll look at a ministry or a youth ministry and wish that mine was like that. You know, they compare yours to others. And you're thinking, why can't mine be like that? And the fact is that if God wanted yours to look like theirs, He could call them to your church. Okay? He's using you. Um, and he uses our our other job, our other skills as part of our ministry. And you may not think in the day say, I work on John Dickens, but I work on school buses. And he's able to use that. They can, all these kids are going to be driving. They might have something happen to their car that you can have. But he's using that to build relationships. Um, so he's called you. Embrace that. Um, use your gifts, your talents. And I use the biblical example of Moses um, when he leads the Israelites out of Egypt. Um, what had Moses been doing prior to that? A shepherd? Yeah, shepherd, right? Coincidence that God uses him to shepherd these people out of Egypt, right? His purpose in his time in that ministry what? was to shepherd God's people, to, to take Egypt out of them, to provide for them, to lead them to water and food and into God. And then Joshua comes after Moses, right? Could Joshua they went to Egypt and got them and headed out and do what he was doing? Probably not. They left Egypt, they was ready to go back. But then as Joshua came in, he led them to take the land that God had promised. So you see how we are that way. God uses us. So don't compare your ministries. Embrace what God has placed you in. Rely on Him and be who you are. Because He called you. Be real. Um, our, uh, each one of us, we shared about our groups this morning. We have, I think we all get these kind of same kids throughout the years. There's always that, that one, and that one, and that one. But they're different. They're different group of kids, they're different locations country, city, so um, remember our main purpose, 
we've talked a little bit about that before is why we're in ministry, but our main purpose um, to love people, to love our students. Just love them. Um, to preach the word, to be true to that. Um, I was heard somebody, um, or I may have read it from last week, but it's to, to make the lessons more real or more relevant, cool. Yeah. It's God's Word. He, he can stand on His own. We have to be faithful to that. And how we make that look in a setting, it may be different, but that is what we're called to do. We can't change it. And it's the truth. Um, and we teach that to others who also would teach others. Um, that's where we're kind of going with our youth right now. We go in every week, right? We tell them all this stuff. Bye. So I want to be more intentional about helping them go out and do that. That's what we're focusing on. Discipleship. Teach somebody. You've been in here for five years, four or five years. You ought to have somebody under you you're pouring into. And I use Timothy as that example. Um, Timothy Chapter 1, I believe. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses. And trust to reliable people who will also be able to teach others also. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That last suffering, because we do, we do. It is hard. It's tough. There's a lot of days you're going to like, I'm telling uh, Michael, I, this would be a lot easier if I just went and did my other job. You know, and just when things are going great, they're missing to go really bad. Something's going to happen and just kind of spoil all that. In. So be a good soldier. You're, you're entrusted with the Word of God to give to somebody else. So do that. So remember that purpose. And I have this quote that I, that I want to read to you about a, on our student. It's by Stephen Covey. Not even really sure who that is, but he said this. As a teacher, as well as a parent, I have found that the key to the 99 is the one, particularly the one that is testing the patience and good humor of many. We know that kid. It is the love and discipline of the one student, the one child that communicates the love for the others. It's how you treat the one that reveals how you regard the 99 because everyone is ultimately Remember your purpose. It's not so much about numbers and flashy things, but it's about ministering to students to, to make disciples to them. It's loving them. And then last, well, no, there's no such thing as part-time ministry. None of us in here are part-time. We're constantly working on uh, our ministry students, what we're going to do, or it's in our brains. If you're not fully engulfed in it yet and you're in ministry, you will be before long. It's going to be about you. And so there's no part time. And you can't do it part time. It takes a full time commitment. Um, and then family takes priority. How many of y'all have kids, children, family? So they're number one. They see either if they're number one or if they're not. And so we try to balance that as best we can. Uh, if we go spend time with other kids, we have to 
get to spend time with ours, right? So don't don't neglect your families, your spouses. They're your priority. Deuteronomy chapter six is God's word. It's the parents' responsibility to, to bring up their children. It's yours. That's your first ministry. <coughs> Our kids are actually pretty much part of our youth ministry. Like Heather said, uh, Wes, he was um, about a week old. He started church, and uh, Annabelle's a little longer, but they've just been in there. Sometimes they don't get to go do the things, and sometimes they do. So, but know that they're important. Talk to them. This is why I'm doing this, so they understand. Um, I've had some pretty good conversations with my son about it. Because he don't, he can't really understand that. Some of these situations, like, why are you going and doing this? And then I'll explain to him. He's like, that makes a lot of sense. And so he's he's living on mission. He's been in the Christian school, and and now he's going to public school, and he's he's already witnessing the kids. So because that's part of who he is. So raise your kids up in it. Make ministers out of them. And they'll get on get on board. Help you out. Especially with technology, for some of us, especially me, I have to. Hey, Wes, come help me with this. So, and I had the, this PowerPoint, my computer on Thursday. I went to turn it on. Guess what? I went to turn it on. So, I had to take my computer apart, get the hard drive out, put it in another computer, and get this. So, back up your stuff if you're going to use it. <laughs> uh, so they always teach you that, right? Pack it up. Um, avoiding burnout. Um, it's probably a, we've all been there. We've all probably blown our tops at some point. Home, it's done, right? Um, me and Heather, we build off of each other. It's good to have somebody close. To you. If you don't have a spouse, find you a volunteer that you just. Hey man, I need to be a little while, and hopefully it's in their strong moment, and they can uh, build you back up. Okay, we have to build each other up. I'll come in and Heather will be like, she can tell. And so she's she's there to to remind me what we're doing while we're doing it. And same for if I take her on vacation for oh, more than a week, I can't get her back off vacation. <laughs> so, uh, I struggled this year yeah. on vacation. I need to come back. If we get out of our routines, it's easy to get you know, get that way. Um, get you a hobby. I got too many. You stress me out. <laughs> Get something that you enjoy to do. Spend, you know, you got to spend some time on you. So Heather picked up her one this this summer. She's a reader now. I've been reader. It is driving everybody crazy. Full time job. <laughs> don't I have over, to read a book a day. Don't overdo your hobbies. Okay? It's a hobby. It's just for an alien. Um, learn to say no. We can't do everything. Okay. To learn to say no. Don't stress the task. We do that. Like, I'm out of time. I gotta have Sunday school ready. And the best thing that I found when I get in that situation is I'm just like rushing, trying to rush through something. I, I just walk away from it. And God will give you some time later. And it's so much better when He does it than when we try to force it. Just rest in Him. Rely on Him. He's going to bring it together. We can plan all kinds of stuff, have everything set up, and we get there and something else happens. 
and then we're rushing trying to get through everything that we're trying to do. Don't do that. Just take that moment and just let him do what he's doing. You're joining him. So don't stress over the task we have. Um, if we get to that point, we've done more than he's, he's wanting us to do. Okay. So it's okay to say no, guys. It's okay to spend a little time on yourself. So that's the fundamentals. So, our biggest challenges. Time. Let's see what she's got. We'll take a minute to talk about them. Different maturity levels. And that's hard when you only got a certain number of students. You can't split them up because you ain't going to have a class with one in each class, right? Or then you got to <laughs> find the people that spend time with them. So yeah, <clears throat> so I guess that would depend on the number, but you could do, you can have a big overview probably of whatever you're talking about, and then you can break down in small groups. You got a couple of leaders, or now maybe it's time to get those leaders. We're going to talk about them in a minute, but break up small groups, maybe more age-appropriate conversations. Um, yeah, you can say certain things and then middle school guys, you're going to lose control of it. So you have to be careful what you say. Parents and discipline. Or lack thereof, or like, you know, yeah. they're not helping. So the parents are not helping, I would say, probably that question. No. They're just out of control. We have lack of parents. So um, it was in. Uh, the class last night, that was one of the little changes. One of the shifts. Kind of like, uh, well, it was a part of it. One of them, they talked about the parents and how you need to make some connections with them. Maybe maybe that's more of the ministry is connecting with the parents. I don't know the situation. But uh, find ways that you can engage them. I think one of the bus ministry was one of the things. That, and, so. and parking lot. Yeah. One of their suggestions was hang out in the parking lot, get your volunteers to be in there with your kids, and then you go to the parking lot. And as the parents are dropping off kids, just go over it and talk to them and, you know, is there something I can pray for you about? That kind of thing when they're dropping off. Or maybe when they're picking up, you know, if you don't have anybody there right away, maybe you'll have somebody when it's time to dismiss and you could go. Now, I thought that was a really good idea. Uh, maybe get some parent helps for your kids what you're doing. Maybe they can help that at home. Maybe not. And some of the things we talk about take more work. They really do. But in the long run, it's going to be it's going to be more payoff for you. It's going to help you out more. And it'll kind of become a little easier, maybe. Teaching your own teens. Yeah, that's yeah. We're, we're new to we're that. On that. So, we're new to that. We were talking about that. Um, Yesterday, that's a challenge. I think we should have a breakout session on just that. I think you should um, <laughs> lay down the law at home. <laughs> this is what it's going to be, yeah, maybe. If you're, if it's a, that kind of problem, but if you're talking about just them not listening, maybe I don't know, or just some of the the um, topics, maybe. Um, Taking our faith out. Talk a little bit about that. So you're probably going to, have to find some ways to do that in your community with your group. 
schedule, time, parents not attending. And we, and we get that a little bit too, parents not there. So what we're going to do, we're going to come back and kind of open discussion on some of those, okay? So tips for time management. Um, youth council team. It's a big help to us. It's a group of help. Not doing it on your own. Um, how do I pick these guys? I think I would hope there's some people hanging around near you in, in the church that's involved maybe a little bit in youth or you think would be a good fit. Um, I recommend at least, depending on the size of your church, if your pastor is available to be a part of this or at least inform him of things. You need to have a good communication with him if he can't be there. Uh, the kids minister is a good person to have on this team because y'all's ministries will intersect and should. Y'all should support one another. Um, but go and ask these people. Talk about that. Volunteers, but you're going to have to go and ask them personally. Say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need. And I think you'd be a good fit for that. Obviously, you think that because you're going to ask them. So you kind of have an idea. Hopefully, you have like, enough that you can do that. Um, so I picked five to seven people. Make your team look how you want it to look. I would maybe do some different generations in there and get some different points of view. That's not only going to give you that, but it's also going to tie those generations together. You're going to get somebody involved that's going to go tell his friend, hey, we need some help first. So, so five to seven people. Um, what I do is I give them a heads up when I want to meet. You can do that however you want to do it. Uh, every quarter, twice a year. I usually do about twice a year just to because of time. And we spend about an hour. Um, anytime you have a meeting, I think it's good that you respect that time. Don't drag it out. Have an agenda. I send them that. Kind of the things I want to talk about a couple weeks out, just so they know about it. Have dates when we're going to meet and times. Maybe have some food there for them. Maybe we can go and bake some brownies or something if we can't feed them a lot, but do something for them. Um, <coughs> have an agenda, try to stick with it um, so they can be thinking about these things. The first meeting may not go as well, but you're building something, you're building a team for student ministry. We all got rolls of paper in the church in a closet somewhere. I pour it out on the table, I write out my big ideas on there before they get there. There's pens on there, there's candy, maybe food, whatever you want to do. And be sure and instruct them to write your ideas about this thing, what you got. And then you got this, you can go back and look. And you know where they were sitting, and you say, I want to follow up with that some more with his ideas. Because we all can't talk about all this stuff in an hour. So I think that's a really good idea to capture that picture there that kind of shows that idea. Um, but yeah, whatever things you got going on. Um, like I said, it takes more work, but I think in the end, it's going to be more helpful to you. And you're going to get a lot more volunteer help out of this. Because they'll be like, I know so-and-so, or I can do this, and that's something less that you have to do. And then also, you got to learn. 
I know for me, for a long time, it was I'll just handle it because I'm getting it done. I know it's going to be done. It's to let go of some of that. Free yourself of that, that I've got to direct everything and let, let people minister. Let them do what God's calling to And you, it's going to be more rewarding. They're going to just take take uh, control of it and, and just let them do it. So that's a good good tip there is to get some help. Um, next is communication, which is big in any relationship. If you're married, you know your communication is a, a vital thing. It's vital in the life of the student, student ministry and the life of the church. Be seen and be heard. I know we don't like to get up in front of the church and give an announcement, but when our church hears what we're doing, they're informed, they know ways they can help. Um, communicate with your students, which is can be difficult. Um, see, Mark has a lot of stuff hanging up. Visuals they see when they're coming in and out, that's good. Posters, things that's going on. We have a uh, bulletin board. We put our, we do a newsletter. I told you I'm not very good with technology, so <coughs> we just make up a newsletter. They're hanging on the board, permission slips, and then we got a calendar. It's about three months on there, and we'll write in what we're doing, and uh, that's helpful. The parents know where that that's at, so they can go stop in there because that probably never made it out of the room. So, or go hand it to them on Sundays if they're there or the parking lot detail. Have somebody out there hand them out for you so the parents know about it. Talked about the pastor to keep him informed, student, uh, kids minister, our team, um, the church. And do whatever you're comfortable doing. If you're good at sending out emails, you know, there's a lot of apps that remind Probably y'all work in the school, y'all know about it. School is very good at communicating things. I get emails all the time, I get texts. So that's where we're, we're in. If you're good at that, do that. If you're not, make a newsletter. Stand in front of the church and tell them. But be heard and communicate what's going on. Uh, when they hear it, they see it, they support it. Um, we need cheerleaders. They're in your church. Those get it done people, y'all know who they are? Y'all have some? I've got a couple and I know that hey, I can go to him, he's gonna make it happen. So find those. Go to Sunday school classes during Sunday school hour. Get somebody, hey, can you fill in for me this morning? I'm gonna go around just to the beginning and visit. Visit with them, share with them what's going on. So we have uh got a lot of good help out of that. We um, redid our youth room a few years back. The church got on board with it and excited about it because we were excited about it. Um, we got a new vehicle, a new bus, which is awesome. We was driving like a 98 passenger van <laughs> and the air would hardly work and you know and we outgrew it. This is what we need and the church got very supportive. Um, raise more than enough money so communicate what's going on in the ministry they want to hear and they're going to get behind stuff but they hear what's going on if they never hear from you just say yeah they're going to see you. Yeah. and they don't know anything's going on okay we have a question 
we like share to your heart with, with our pastor and the children's leader. Yeah. And like at the end of the Wednesday night service, we would meet with them and pray together. But we'd also, since we're not there for staff meetings on Tuesday because we're at work, then Wednesday night we would kind of just touch base. We try to keep it real quick and then have prayer together. But that was our time to communicate with them um, what was what was going on with us and vice versa. So communication is is really key. And praying together, being able to pray together, is awesome. And also with the paper, our children's minister went to um, a class in Savannah that they had, like a conference, and she told us about our mission trip. So, I mean, you never know where you're going to get ideas for your next thing. So, I mean, that it was really beneficial to have the youth council team. Because we, we didn't even know about the place in Brunswick, Golden Isles, to do a, a mission trip. So, so yeah, communication. Uh, volunteers, this is going to be challenging. Yeah. They got you though, didn't they? <laughs> so it can be done. So um, I like to pick my volunteers, like with my council team, for, for certain things. Um, and we need to be uh, guardians too. And we need some guidelines on what, what it is we're doing. So your church, whoever, personnel, or you need to come up with some guidelines for selecting volunteers for certain things. Um, we always need cookies and stuff like that. So, um, but go, go talk to them, call them out. This is what I need. We can't assume that they know what we need unless we've communicated really well, and they will. When I give a uh, announcement or something, um, people are usually stopping me on the way out of the church. They're either giving me money or, "What do you need me to do?" So communicate and call out your volunteers. Just go to them and say, it's what I need. Can you do that? They'll say yes or no. So don't assume they know what you need. Um, let's see. <clears throat> this summer I actually bought senior citizen tickets to a water park. That's crazy. Yeah, you got a discounted ticket. Ask for volunteers. We got several people in our church. Some of them older that is, they give, they come, they serve, they help. So don't think he has to be a young guy to come help. Okay. Miss Merle makes the best pamphlets. She loves to make them for us. Um, we did our Valentine fundraiser. The oldest married couple in the church was part of it, and they had a blast. So. Build a community with your youth and your volunteers. They need that. They need more than just you. We do lots of uh, activities that include the whole church. Uh, we're going to show you a couple of videos. Not right now. We'll do it on the next slide. But some of those things that we did, one was a kickball tournament uh, with our church. And it was kind of a fundraiser. And I told them last week, we didn't make a lot of money. We did make a little bit of money, but there's more happening in that than making the money, okay? We're building relationships. So we we had this kickball term. We advertised it. We made T-shirts. These were teach. We got a uh, sock shop in our town, and you could buy T-shirts for a couple of bucks. And we just took markers and we put our names. The kids had a name. The adults had a name. We put our numbers. We put our nicknames on it. I mean, we went. We went all out. 
The adults were the dream crushers. <laughs> <laughs> I made a trophy. Oh, yeah, we had trophies. And we had seven innings of kickball with a, with a uh, or nine innings with a seven inning stretch. Was that right? Inning? Whatever. We did that. Had a little game for them out there. Um, a concession so stand. You, a concession stand that one of our volunteers Field. put together for us. And we said we needed it. I, I He's building us a, a playground right now. And he did. So there's people in your awesome. church that's got some, some gifts and some talents. Let them help you and you said um, they're waiting to be asked. Um, but yeah, the, the kickball was, was great. We had theme songs we come out to and, and the adults won. It was awesome. Oh, I was going to ask them who they thought you'd yeah. win. I couldn't hold it back. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want me on their team. They didn't want me either. So we just because I'm not. Athletic, we brought but. brought it down on them. <laughs> but in the end, we had a great. I mean, it was a good time. It was just a fun day with the church. Okay. Those kind of things, and that gets them a little bit involved in the life of the youth ministry, and gets the youth involved in the church. And I see them sending them messages on Facebook to kids about stuff they're doing. Um, they need that. That's, that's what we're called to do. So you're going to get a lot of help out of it. So think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, we've done some church-wide mission trip stuff. Um, my son did a school project with a, with a Vietnam veteran in the church. It was a, a door gunner on a helicopter. So he just I took him over there and he spent a couple hours just talking to this guy. Now they have, and they're shaking each other's hands, they're talking to each other, building relationships. Um, Moses, again, when he become overwhelmed with all the people coming to him, right? So his father in law said, Find you some men and spread that out that they can do that too. That's the idea. The volunteers are not just somebody that. that uh, is bringing you cookies. There's somebody that's going best in their life. Then utilizing your students. Next one. I love this one. I love putting them to work. Give them a job. They like to work. Brace who they are and match them up with what you think is a good fit. It may or may not work. But they'll figure out their place. We need a lot of help on Wednesday nights, don't we? If you're not good with technology, they are. So you could have somebody running your sound or your PowerPoint or, or helping you play a video, hooking your phone to a TV or something. They can do that if you can't. Most of y'all might can. Um, we have a little kitchen area. We've got a couple girls that kind of <laughs> oversee that. They let me know when we're out of something. We, we do it on, they can pay whatever they can pay. We try to set a price on the stuff we buy try to let it run itself. So we have a lot of money to put into that. So I mean, you're buying a bottle of water for 10 cents or something, and then we'll just replenish all that stuff. I don't do a lot of Cokes, canned drinks, because they just get left in there or spilled. So we do water, but I put kind of let them do that. So they give me ideas of things they want to put in there. So I mean, they are, kids are always hungry, right? They're always wanting something. So. I tell them if y'all don't put anything in, you're not gonna have much to choose from. And it's worked out really good. Maybe that's something you just wanna put in the budget or get the church to help you with. Tell them I need stuff for the youth room. I need these things and maybe 
I'll put a box in the back of the church. Y'all bring them in for us. You know your church, what you can do. Um, students want to be needed. Um, have them serving outside the youth ministry. Have them in the life of the church. Offering sound. Choir or praise team. Whichever. Children's church. Children's church. Our kids pretty much running from the church. We were at, we're at without a kids ministry right now. Nobody wants to step up. But they're in there every week. I want to work on that a little bit better. Get them to partner with an adult and go in there. It's a big need. It's a place they can serve. Um, somebody was saying, I forget who all I talked to, but that was a big part of their ministry was them being able to do that. Um, <coughs> let them teach some, some of the older ones. That'll help you out. You can help them out a little bit. Help free up your schedule a little bit. Um, Many hands make light work. And I'm going to, we're going to show you the two videos the kids made for the kickball and for Valentine's fundraiser this past year. Actually, the kickball was last year, but what year is it? Okay. <laughs> uh, but they did it. We didn't have to do anything. They advertised it themselves. <laughs> church loves it. If you have a way to play stuff, most everybody's got stuff. And we've run that a couple weeks before. And then here's the Valentine fundraiser. And that's our son. He's a starring actor.
they love technology and videos. So why not let them do it? So. I would have so. no idea how to do None of that. I'm and that was all pretty much done on Wednesday night, a few minutes, making a few clips. And I think that was an iPhone, iMovie, which y'all probably familiar with. But if you're not, they are. And so use stuff like that to communicate to your church. They loved it. They probably watched it a few more times. But um, yeah, find where you can plug in your students and help you. Utilize them. Let them be a part of the church. They are. So, okay, and then uh, this one don't need a lot of talk. Set priorities for yourself. Okay, we can only do so much. What what we got to do? What's important? A day at a time, right? Yeah, my week is much like yours, so I get it. I understand. Sometimes it seems to you it's better than others, but. You're willing to, to be that person. You're willing to do that job, and God's going to be with you to do it. Just stick to your your um, why you're there, and what you're doing. And then my last clip here is keeping a balanced ministry. I think it's important that we we give time to each one of these things. Um, we can do a really good job fellowshipping, having a lot of fun stuff to do miss out on some of these other things then we're not doing what we're calling them so, um, we do a big Wednesday it's a real creative name we come up with but one Wednesday a month is for light outreach just bring your kids we're going to have a good time we're doing this kind of announce it share it this get them excited well, we're doing water night next Wednesday they're doing, they want to do the water kickball I pray nobody gets hurt. I don't like that game. But we fill up some pools of water and they have a good time. So, now, like I said, we're focused on discipleship right now. But um, Sunday morning is kind of more my Bible study. That's when we get, and, uh, we try to do some outreach stuff. Try to do, you're going to have to learn to do what you can do. If you got a day during the month, you can take them somewhere, kind of live that out with them serve at our um they call the Flint Center in Griffin but it's our associational um, building and so the third Saturday we go and serve the homeless so we do that like every third Saturday that's our missions and then of course we have our mission trip and if there's any other mission opportunities then we can adjust or whatever but we try to do that once a month we try to do one fun thing a month and then our outreach is um the big Wednesday once a month Real convicting question I got out of one of the sessions uh, last week, which he may be doing it after this, but um, if, if your church closed tomorrow, what would your community miss? So if, if your youth ministry closed tomorrow, what would be left? What have we left them with? So. <coughs> so. <coughs> And then we got discussion time. So what's, uh, y'all want to talk about any of these things more? Um, here's another thing is uh, I got some a couple websites here that's kind of helpful with some different topics. 
I mean, this is my my book here. I just put my Sunday school in there. I got calendars. I got school calendars. That's how I keep uh, old school. If you want to look at any of this stuff, um, I'd like for us to learn from each other in this last few minutes. Talk about some of these things. Maybe a question didn't get answered or some a challenge didn't get talked about. So. Or something you want to do better. Or something you want to do better. How can I do that? So these guys around us are going to help us figure that out. Our council here today. So let's open up for whoever. Two out of the three ministries we've been in have been in rural (laughs) settings. So it seemed like more than two-thirds of our career in this, we've had to drive to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Statesboro is like that. I mean, there's only so much to do in Statesboro, but I know some of the, even the communities around us, they come to Statesboro, but at some point where we're at, it's become so familiar. So we travel a lot. Like we were talking last night, we still go to Six Flags, because for the kids in Statesboro, Six Flags still a big deal. Most right. people around Atlanta are certainly, though it's still like Six Flags, I'm gonna get caught dead there. <laughs> I might get dead there, you know? I mean, that's a, just kind of the mentality, but, so we still, with planning that, there's, it's almost an inverted challenge for a majority of George Baptist churches, because mm-hmm. the majority of churches is rural. And so it's either being creative to accentuate what we have that's local, or driving off. So we do a lot of coastal things, a few things in Atlanta. And if we're gonna do more than that, it's, you have to get off the plane and go somewhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was talking to uh, Michael earlier, partnering with other churches is good too. Maybe you're in a small town, y'all can come together and do something big for your for your students. Maybe something that y'all do every year. We're not in competition. We're all one church, so use that. He you does D now. Okay. We do do now with other churches. Yeah, okay, y'all do that too. Yeah, do so, so, I want to do a youth revival at our church. And I, you know, last year our son had some medical issues, and so I was in the middle of trying to plan the youth revival, and we had to stop all that. But um, they can still have. Provi- yeah, I mean, we can still pick it back up and try to. But yeah, and just fight any church in your area and have a band and you know games. That was my vision. We had was to have all these games set up that they could go and play during the day and then have a band and a, a pastor come speak at night. But so the challenge that we have is we have, um, they come every week. They're there every Wednesday night. But when we do a lot of the outside of the church things, whether it's fun, whether it's ministry, you know, it, it doesn't matter so far, it doesn't matter what it is, they don't care to participate. Like, huh. zero interest. And I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any kids that are? Maybe one. Or two. Okay. And then they, they, that was mine too. A lot of ours, our parents are not involved. Uh-huh. They don't, exactly. we, we'll have 150 people there on Wednesday night and 20 Sunday morning. Right. So, and most of that is kids on Wednesday night. Small kids and youth. Those parents don't so, come at all. No, the majority of Wednesday night, the parents don't come. So that's where we're at trying to engage them and trying to engage the students and trying to engage the kids. Hey, 
have you thought of maybe a get them to do meal? things outside of the church that's you primarily inside the church? Yeah. That's proven a test. And even the parents won't come to the food. Just they just wow. I was like a babysitter. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I mean, that's what. Which is 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 something we've kind of accepted, right? You know, at least they're. At church, you got them. yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're feeding them the word, we're praying for them, we're, we feed them too physically on Wednesday night. So, some of them come just for that, just because yeah. they want to be with them. The challenge we got is trying to get them to come on Sunday mornings and Sunday right. evenings and do things outside of the church, whether it's missions or even fun things. So, uh, it looks around. like they would want to drop them off for fun stuff. You know, like more babysitting opportunities, but no. Wow. Do you think they're communicating it back to their parent effectively? Yeah, well, that could be, and that's something I marked on. That could be something that we need more on as well as communication. But we do try to communicate that to parents. Our parents, they just don't exist. I know a lot of our children our, I, I call our church the broken church because <laughs> that's what we have is broken families and children who come from broken wow. homes. But um, so communication with parents, like they'll drop them off there. We have we can't do the parking lot thing because they're not there. Oh, that was my next question. They're not even so maybe you could uh, yes. so get their address when you drop them off and write them a letter. Or, I don't know. Try it. Well, last night in our other class, what they suggested was going on Saturday morning and knocking on their door, you know, and talk and visit by old school. That was actually something that Mike said. We do try to communicate, and and we know a lot of their home life is crazy, but it just seems to be wow. We did when I started, like when I would hold service projects, there would be like one or two kids would show up. Um, so like I sat down and looked at our budget and like things to buy lights or things like I, I cut that. If you come to serve, like I would take them Chick-fil-A, I would take them and just mm-hmm. pay for their food. And that can seem expensive, but it got them excited to come. Like mm-hmm. no one ever takes me to Chick-fil-A, I never get to eat out, you know. Yeah. So like we go mm-hmm. serve somewhere for two hours and then I would treat them to lunch. You know, mm-hmm. whether they worked hard or not, they got that. And so, like, when we started, I have one or two kids show up now. Like, I got 20, 25 kids that are showing up to service projects. And, you know, maybe we just order pizza now because there's so many kids. But, like, they know I'm going to get rewarded for my work. And that seems backwards in our head, but they're not used to serving. So mm-hmm. they need to be praised for the work that they're doing. And now we're seeing a bigger effect. And then after they got used to serving, we opened it up to the congregation. So on the third Saturday of each month, <laughs> got a sign-up system so the congregation now submit oh i need sticks picked up oh i need my windows washed and so we travel to their houses and they make rounds and bring out sodas and feed them and then without even trying the congregation now knows why we're doing that and so then when we leave they're like here's an envelope and they hand me like a check to pay for a student on a mission trip or something because they see these kids they get to know them now and so that's how we slowly built up. We slowly have always have more kids that show up for the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with the fun stuff is how we I balance that with our budget. Like I'll pay for your kid to get in. Who said your kid was big for me? And so it takes so. a big chunk of our budget, and we can't have you know fancy new Bibles or mm-hmm. you know other things that are nice and shiny like other churches have. But you know what? Put the money where it needs to be. Right. They want that fancy food. 
they're going to come out and they're going to pick up leaves or sir. That's good. Try even if it's not cooked lasagna. Like that's what they're going to say. You guys come out and serve for an hour. Yep. Need a need. Need a need of those parents. I'm not going to sporting events. Like, I go to every football game that's home. You know, I hold my little sign for the little water boy on football game because I'm ministering to him. You know, I'm there. But his mom is too, and she sees me cheering for him. She'll engage in the conversation or a band. You know, yes. are the parents in the sports things you go to? Yeah, they Oh, when I, I mean, they're, they're working. So you know, maybe maybe they don't need maybe they don't need those things. Maybe they just need a relationship, just somebody to spend time with. So just maybe that's what we should focus on. I mean, because we want to take them, and if we do, we offer to pay for it. Like we don't, they're not going to pay for it. We know that. So you know, we offer to pay for it, or or we offer, you know, we do incentives, they just. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they need. Maybe we need to look at it differently. Maybe that's not what they want. Maybe we need to, you know. It might be a, a good opportunity to partner with your children's ministry because they're parenting themselves mm-hmm. on weekends. They're parenting on Sundays. Oh, yeah. And there's there's no one to watch them if they leave. It's true. Six flags. They got a brother and sister at home. I bet that is. Yeah. So that's that's really something you just say. We're gonna be at the local park. Bring your siblings, mm-hmm. and then the children yeah. minister. Just spend time with them. Bubbles and, you know, that way they're not, like, you can't eat them. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. You got to get your children's minister in on that, too. That's a great point. You'll need help. So the church is there. So communicate what you're doing, why you're doing it. And you're going to, like, she said, they people cooking food and stuff. So, yeah. That's good. That's Maybe that's, that's the mission. What else? Anybody? I do have a question. Um, I didn't put that up there, but the teaching their own teams, like I have two boys that are in my ministry um, that are mine, and it's like a tough balance because I feel like the youth ministry is supposed to be like a safe place. So, like, I mean, they're going to cut up a little bit. They're going to say things that, like, are on their heart and on their mind. But, like, my kids, it's like um, a mom. Like, it's not necessarily a safe zone for them. It is, but, like, Right. If they got something on their heart, then they can't let it out. Do you have people in there with you? Other volunteers? Uh, we are down to two volunteers. See, I never, <laughs> I don't try to get in my son's group, try to put him with somebody else, but maybe that's where you could help with that. Those other relationships. Yeah, because your kid's going to talk to me before about right. something before you, yeah. I get that. So maybe that's some more help. Challenging. Is yeah. that a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What I do is I, I told them last week, I close my eyes when I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about my church because everybody pretty much sits in the same place and I just go down the pew <coughs> and then in order to lay somebody on me and I'll just go ask them. One thing that our church does that's really neat is we have a ministry sign up sheet. Like we have a sheet with all of our ministries within the church on it. And then before the new church year starts, like everybody fills out a sheet and turns it in. So like, and you like mark it with like one or two, wherever your heart, where you feel like God's calling you. So anybody that marks youth ministry on there, like we're like, okay, you're not necessarily on the youth ministry team, but we're gonna call on you for helping with mm-hmm. events. One or five, you're coming. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got you. You put student on there. We got you. Yeah. That's good. That's a good idea. That'll that at least that'll know where your people's at. Right. We don't have volunteers. I admit. My husband preaches and I do the youth. And we've had problems with, you know, we get younger folk in. I'm 40, so I still consider myself one of the youngest in the church. But now we're getting people in, and because of certain situations, we have to do background checks. Right. That's it. I'm not going to lose my teaching certificate because I'm Yeah, well, I say you have the guidelines. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's that's just it for us. I don't have the volunteers, but I have the money. If they, if they know there's a need, like you said, I'll say, listen, you know, we need, like, Bibles. We have some Gideons in our church, and they gave us new Bibles. You know, they'll give money or something to it. They just need to know what it is. But most of them are 70, 80 years old, and they dumb with teenagers. And just fund them. They're dumb. <laughs> I talked to my pastor about a sermon. Your husband? I mean, they're, they're not too old to do something. They may think they are, but they're not. Just showing up and just being—they don't. You're not asking them to teach. Just be a face in there. Just be a face, an encourager. I brought your kids some cookies or whatever. We did that one time. We had just a face. Asked them, "Can you bring in brownies this Wednesday? Just bring the brownies and just come hang out for a little bit. You know." Yeah, you don't have to stay the whole time. Yeah, you don't have to stay the whole time. We started out doing that, and uh, and they would come and hang out, and some of them would get, you know, adjusted to them and like them, and so. Maybe just tell the kids we're praying for y'all, and we want to support you, and we love y'all. Here, y'all enjoy this, or whatever. And, and maybe out of that, you'll get some. You have like a, you work full time, and then also the youth ministry. Do you have a curriculum you use for the youth, or I do mostly my own. Uh, we use we have right now media subscription. I use that sometimes on those weeks that we have, um, and then sometimes you know like youth ministry 360 will send you free lessons, and I'll take them and kind of mix them up a little bit, make them kind of mine. But so occasionally, but most of the time I'm doing my own. Like Sunday morning Bible study will be like a book of the Bible that we go through. And that could take weeks. I mean, the video stuff works good because they they're, they watch videos all the time. So I've been using that a good bit. There's a ton of stuff on there. I don't know if you've ever looked at that. But yeah, I'll use that, and then sometimes I'll have a, a class. I'll do a little sermon or something. So I change it up. We'll do the videos, and a lot of them have handouts, like small group stuff, and we'll divide them up some way. And then we'll, each, each leader will get in the group and just have a conversation with us. And wherever it goes in that, we'll just do that one. Does anybody else use anything else? It might help you out. Lifechurch.com out of Texas. They have the video series where the man preaches, and then there's like a handout you can follow. Lifechurch. Lifechurch. It, it's what if y'all got a. I just got this last Friday. I don't really know how to use it. But Lifechurch has a um, app, right? They have a Bible app. Is that the one that has the Bible app? Printer's you probably want it. Then they have a lot of new stuff on there. 
I, I don't know it right now. And then we use uh, Gospel Projects for life. They do the books of the Bible. We use Gospel yeah. Projects on Sundays, and then on Wednesdays we use Orange. Um, it's going to be called Orange. Orange. Orange, yeah. Um, for the, we um, used to use the high school portion, but we shifted to the majority middle schoolers. And when you pay a subscription, they give it to you seasonally, and it's all downloadable. So you hit a button, it downloads. You have an email that's already ready to send out to your parents, an email that's already ready to send out to your leaders. Just plug in a few things. Has a devotional that you can put out hand to the students. Um, it has already key questions to give your leaders to talk about in the small group. It gives you a game idea, and like I think like for like a season, I think it's like one hundred and twenty dollars if you get like just the basic package. Now, so it's definitely cost efficient for what it's giving you. And if you're like working part time or doing another job, like you can just click and paste and email your leaders and plug in a couple things. You know, click and paste and have an Instagram post and like you're not having to come up with it and you got to know some of the things happening. Yeah, yeah. Definitely worth something to look into. It's worth the investment. That's good. And I don't know what our right now media is. Our church headed, but if any of y'all want to look through, I got the app and you can see some about what it's about. And if you go to Move, we went to Move this past year and they gave away a free D now weekend. $69 on the internet. But they gave you a free code and you could download it. Um, we link up with another church because we don't have Wednesday night. And so I send my own children and use Wednesday night to Mill and Baptist. And they send me their youth on Sunday night. And we partnered for Move, for just about anything. But we shared a D now. We did a purity conference. It was free literature. It was $70. It was free. And then we just had pastors and youth leaders came together. We had 50 teenagers in our community all about that purity stuff. That's awesome. So, Move I know is like sixty bucks. There's a I think a little flyer thing back there, but move is sixty bucks a child. It's in Macon, Georgia for two nights right after Christmas. But these little conferences they give you free stuff too. And I um contacted And you them. can have this one. Yeah. And I contacted them and told them I couldn't afford I mean we already sponsored. Couldn't afford something and they gave me the book for free. Yeah, move is awesome. We've done move for years and years. Did you, anybody y'all do move? I know it was all about conclave, but move is fabulous too. It's in Macon. I don't know how far that is for y'all. It's about an hour for us. Yeah. And we also we rotate between move and we do winter streaming out on America. Okay. You like that too. Any challenges we didn't kind of talk about a little bit? Did anybody hit on their mind or anything they want to do better that they're not doing? Well, we'll be here a few minutes. Uh, if any of y'all want to make connections with one another about something to see, y'all do that. That's going to be a good research. Trade your, uh, it came related, Joyce. Oh, I've heard right, Kimberly, you drop. <laughs> I don't want him to say oh, wait, wait, who's in here? Oh, you got to fold Everybody it just like the other one. <laughs> who don't like a giveaway? Drum roll. Okay, Stacy Whitley Grace Baptist. Ooh. All okay. right. Here you go. Thank you. Yeah. Expand on yourself or on your kids, whatever you want to do. Let me say thanks to all y'all. I, I, I know what you do each week, and I'm very thankful for what you do. Uh, don't lose part. You're doing, you're doing what he's called you to do. And, uh, we appreciate y'all. I'm going to close this in prayer, and if any of y'all want to hang out or talk or anything, we'll do that. 
Father, we just thank you for this time we've had, Lord. I just pray a blessing over these these ministers here, Lord, that you would just walk with them, Lord, that you would help them in their ministries. And uh, Father, you know the challenges they face. Lord, I pray that you would give them guidance. And, and Lord, just um, they would not lose the love they have for you and for, for what they do, Lord, that they would overcome challenges. Lord, we just ask this in your name. Thank y'all.